Welcome to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Marilee Blair. Let me be your positive light to help you reach your highest potential and put you in an empowered frame of mind every episode. It's time to get excited for our lives and be in charge of designing our happiness every single day. Let's go. Welcome back to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm very excited to have an incredibly inspiring guest on the show today who is going to share his work ethic and determination to succeed in real estate so you can use his wisdom to help you in your life and your work. Anthony Manzon is the co-founder and real estate agent of real estate company Team Manzon. Team Manzon was founded by him and his wife Regina Manzon in 2013. By the end of their first year in business, they received the Rookie of the Year Award, were number one in their market center, and top 1% of their region. Since then, Team Manzon has now grown into a group of agents and has held number one team and group in their market center for 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. Anthony has received numerous awards, including NAR's 30 Under 30 Award in 2017. Currently, Team Manzon is honored to be part of Caldwell Banker West. They are extreme advocates of MAPS coaching and what Bold can do for you and your business. Anthony has taken Bold 17 times in his five years of real estate because of how much value he has received from it. Anthony, thank you so much for being here on the show today, and welcome to the podcast. Ooh, thanks for having me, Marilee. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Anthony. So let's get started. What is your favorite inspiring quote? Uh, my favorite inspiring quote is, well, there's so many that come to mind, but I think my favorite is, you can have reasons or results, and you can't have both. Um, I love that quote because when it comes down to it, regardless of the goal that you set, um, whether it's to do a lot of business or just to be happy or spend time with the kids, in the end, you either hit the goal or you didn't. And so when you break down that quote, you can have reasons or results and you can't have both. It's empowering because you have that decision at that point. Like, do I want the result I'm looking for or am I going to get the let the reason outweigh the result? With anything that you're choosing, whether it's fat family, happiness, sales, whatever it is, you always have a choice between the two. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. You are in control of the decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. So you just need to choose what is most important to you and where your priorities lie. Yeah. And, and just to add on to what you said, it's also about the disciplines that are put in place. Can the disciplines you put in place equal the result that you're looking for? For instance, you know, let's say we're talking about weight loss, for instance. Mm -hmm. Well, weight loss, everybody already knows it's eat less and exercise more. However, it's more like, do you have the discipline behind whatever the goal is? So, mm -hmm. for instance, if your goal is to lose 30 pounds, well, mm -hmm. the discipline to lose 30 pounds is very different than the discipline to lose 10 pounds. It might mean waking up earlier, working out more, eating less, whatever that goal is. So it's really more about the disciplines you put in place. Do those actions behind the disciplines equal the results you're looking for? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> figuring out what it is that you really want so you know how to discipline yourself to get it. Yeah. And yeah. you're actually like working your way backwards more as like, yeah. just like losing weight. I'm going to use that example. It, it's a math equation. You know, your yes. calories have to be less than mm -hmm. what you consume at the end of the day. So it's a math equation. And when you almost 
know what your goal is and how many negative calories you have to have at the mm-hmm. end of each day. Well, now it's empowering because now you have the choice to either, am I going to hit the goal today or mm-hmm. am I not going to hit the goal today? Am I going to choose cheeseburger today or am I not going to hit the goal? So it's always, you always have that choice to hit the goal or not, depending mm-hmm. on the disciplines you put in place. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want it, it's better to go for that discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's really the secret behind all the famous and all the high achievers in this world is I guarantee you open up their calendar mm-hmm. or you look at their everyday lifestyle and you see like they're the most probably the most disciplined people you'll ever meet discipline creates freedom i think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at that backwards they're like oh yeah. I, I don't want to have the discipline because i'm not gonna have the freedom that i want when really it's the amount of discipline you put into your life creates the freedom that you get to have later on yes i love that and that actually ties into how have you designed happiness into your life? Because I know you have great discipline. So let's tie that in together. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has a different definition of happiness. I think that's the important thing. Like, don't let my definition of happiness create a definition of happiness for you or the mm-hmm. viewer or whoever it is. And so my definition of happiness right now with where I'm at in my life and in my business and 2020 and COVID and all this crazy stuff, it's it's really to be the best person that I could be at any given moment, be the best person for my clients in that moment, be the best dad for my kids in that moment, be the best husband to my wife in this moment. Like So wherever I'm at, it's always to be the best version of myself and set myself up in ways so that I can be the best person in that moment. Um, you know, I might be like an amazing dad at home. However, if I don't set up the systems Mm -hmm. or set up the discipline so I can be present with them at home, Mm -hmm. then I don't think I could be the best dad. If my kids want to play with me, I'm on the phone handling deals. Same thing with being with my wife, you know, phones going off. You have to have the discipline to get the stuff done during the day Mm -hmm. so that you can have the freedom to be with them where they're at. Um, And so, you know, some other things that we've done is, you know, with all the offices closing down, we are working from home now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was a challenge working from home and having the two kids at home. I have a a one and a half year old and a three year old. So we actually hired a a live-in nanny to live with us to Mm -hmm. help take care of the kids while we're working at home. So that's something that really increased our happiness because the first three weeks of the quarantine was not fun. It was hard to do both and everything at the same time. So it's good that you found a different strategy and a way that you could be with your family, you can work in the business, and then that creates happiness by having that Mm -hmm. person come into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And with your business, can you tell us more about your real estate company, Team Manzon, and how you got started in your journey into real estate? Yeah, so uh, this is like my favorite story. I've said it probably a thousand times. However, I enjoy telling the story because if this could just change, you know, one person's life, hearing the story and like, that's me, or that could be me, or I experienced something like that. However, I took a different route, like... The, this story is what, what I hope inspires people to live that big life. And so basically what happened, my wife and I, we met in college. I proposed to her before we left, before we graduated college. And she said, um, I'm not going to move to San Diego with you unless you're more than just a boyfriend to me. Cause she wasn't going to move her complete whole life over just for a boyfriend. So I said, okay, I'm going to propose to her. I proposed to her. And after we graduated and moved back home, like life was pretty difficult. Like we moved back in with my mom. Um, She went back to her bank job. So before she went to college, she was a teller after graduated college, accumulated all the debt. She went back to being a teller again. So like not really any progress there, even after accumulating all that debt. And then me, I went back to teaching dance classes and, um, 
I was a breakdance instructor at Culture Shock Dance Studio in San Diego. Um, however, more than that, like we just, we weren't seeing the success we were looking for. We did everything our parents said, you know, go to college, get good grades, get a degree, and then you'll get a job that pays you money. And we both didn't have that opportunity fall into our laps like we thought it would after we graduated. So um, it's crazy. I remember Reggie was working at the teller and my family planned this big family vacation and we were all supposed to go. We're excited. And last minute, Reggie's work, the bank said, no, you can't go on the vacation. So I'm kind of caught in the middle. My family's like, we have a big family vacation. Are you going to go without her? Like, it's kind of a weird spot to put me in. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I got in so much trouble for it. And if Reggie's watching, she already knows it. Um, I went on the vacation without her and she stayed back here and worked at the job that wouldn't let her. And so I remember it. I felt bad. I knew I was in trouble the whole time I was on vacation. <laughs> but when I got back home, she's like, hey, babe, guess what? I have a new job. And I'm like, what the heck? You have a new job. Like I'm gone for a week. She's like, yeah. Um, when I was as a teller, when she was in line, mm -hmm. this agent would come in and keep depositing money. And she's like, what do you do? And, and the agent was like, oh, I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams. And my office mm -hmm. is just down the street. And at that time, Reggie and I were getting our licenses. And Reggie's like, oh, I'm getting my license right now too. And so she actually basically connected Reggie with the team leader at the Keller Williams office. And mm -hmm. when she met my wife, you know, Reggie, she's such a go-getter. She graduated high school early. Um, she left with like a new job as an assistant to one of the top agents at that office. Wow. And so when I got back, found out she had a new job, you know, Reggie was super excited. She's like, this is where we need to go. Like, mm. you know, we're getting our license. Like you need to meet the team leader. And her name is Ashley Lund. She's like my hero in real estate. She's our real estate mom. Um, our daughter's middle name is after Ashley. And so, you know, like, okay, everybody thinks real estate is a part-time job getting into it. Mm -hmm. However, after my meeting with Ashley, she said all the right things that I needed to hear. I was so desperate at that time for an opportunity. Like mm. I remember before leaving for that vacation, I was thinking, okay, am I going to go back to school and become a nurse? Which mm. I would not be a great nurse. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> I was like, should I go back to school and be a computer engineer? Trust me, I'd be an even worse computer engineer. But I was like willing to be miserable, I would say. Mm. I was willing to be miserable till I create this life that my family needed me to be, you mm -hmm. know? And so like when... And oh yeah, one more thing. We were like so desperate. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you knew Marilee. So if you guys don't know Marilee, she's a good friend of ours. I've known her for over seven years now. Um, and we actually, Reggie and I went on Groupon and paid for classes to become instructors to teach English in Korea. So oh. we were like, Reggie already took the classes. We were ready to go. Like, I just need to take my classes. We like, we just had no wow. opportunity. And mm. Um, so we were about to leave and then this opportunity in real estate came up and, you know, Ashley, she talks about the rookie of the year and she's like, last mm -hmm. year, our rookie of the year made 120,000 their first year in the business. Wow. And I never made enough money to file taxes. Like mm. I never had a full-time job and I think you have to make more than 3000 or 5,000 in a year to file. I've never made more than that in a year. So I've never had like, that's why I said I've never had a real job. Mm. And so, um, after that meeting, she was like, our rookie of the year last year made $120,000 their first year in the business. I'm like, okay okay, this is it. Like I'm going all in. This is the opportunity I was looking for. We have a wedding coming up in exactly one year. Um, and if we don't find out what we're going to do, we're not going to make it. And so we, Reggie and I, we spent all of our wedding savings to get licensed by September. Wedding was in April. So we had about eight months to basically either succeed in real estate or we won't have a wedding. Wow. Um, we sent out the invitations already. So there was no canceling already. Um, and basically what happened is the moment I got licensed, I was doing open houses that weekend. I was door knocking. I was working 24 seven. Um, I was working every single day. 
building this business for that opportunity to be able to pay for the wedding that she deserved. And I'm happy to say one week before the wedding, we closed enough deals to make enough money to pay off the wedding all cash, wow. went on two amazing honeymoons, and basically everything happened from there. We got Rookie of the Year, first year in the business for that. I actually placed, um, I think I was third place Rookie of the Year in the entire Southern California, which was really cool. And then after that first year, we were number one in our company every single year after that. So it was that big, big why, the motivation behind it all that propelled us forward to where we're at today. That is incredible. And, and you both had that drive too. It's like Reggie, when she found that out, she was like, this is meant for both of you to be in this industry. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, you know what? She's right. And so you went for the ride. And then by hearing the story that Ashley had said about the previous rookie of the year, you both were able to get this determination. We're going to do that too. And we're going to be the top. And then to see that you guys did it, mm -hmm. you made your dreams happen. You were able to have the wedding of your dreams and these honeymoons. And mm -hmm. then to see where you are today, like it's amazing because you both had that drive to make this happen and you had the discipline because real estate is a tough industry to get into. Mm -hmm. is it? So how did you in the beginning get clients in the beginning? Yeah, it's a great question. So I didn't get my first, so I went, I think three months in real estate working full time mm -hmm. and I didn't make any money for the first three months. So it's crazy because, you know, Reggie, she was holding down the fort. She was working mm -hmm. her job as an assistant at the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. So, I just did anything that anyone told me. And, and I always look back at, and I talked to Reggie, we always like lay in bed and look back at like our journey so far. And I was like, man, like that saying ignorance is bliss is mm. so, so real because if, if I would have known how hard the industry was and if I knew how challenging it was when I first got in, like that probably would have scared me away. However, mm. like being in it, being determined and mm -hmm. like not letting no stop me at all, like the ignorance of not knowing what was going to happen, like really mm -hmm. propelled me forward and allowed me to fail my way forward, you know? So, you know, I was just so determined. And I think the most important part of the story was like how desperate we really were. Like mm -hmm. we were going to leave for Korea. I was living with my mom. Like Reggie's such a high achiever. She graduated high school two years early. She's the first in her, in her family to ever graduate college. And so when you kind of graduate college, you accumulate all this debt and you go back to your regular job. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, the people who didn't believe in you start to say, like, I told you, you shouldn't have done it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, this was our opportunity to prove to ourselves, our family members and prove to everyone else, like we could do it. And we belong like in this group of successful people. And how did that help with your belief system in yourselves? Like, were you, because people were putting you down, like, oh, you can't do it. Is that what helped you and Reggie? You know what? We believe in ourselves so much that we are going to make this happen. And we're going to show everyone that we can do this. And is that because you had a lot of personal development or what, what helped you both create that strong belief system in yourselves and as a team together mm -hmm. in real estate to be able to have that mindset? Yeah, I think it was, it was mostly the support. Like mm -hmm. for me, I'm naturally an externally motivated person. That means like I'm motivated, like internally, I'm not as motivated as I am externally. Like I like a lot of external motivation to help push me forward. And all I needed was Reggie's motivation and belief in me to continue to keep doing it. Like I can't even imagine this business, whether it's real estate, multi-level marketing, whatever mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. if you don't have the support of your spouse 
in this challenging lifestyle of personal growth and, mm-hmm. you know, being a hundred percent commission, like I would say it's almost impossible to succeed in this business. Um, like I can just imagine, you know, like, let's say, in real estate, for example, if one spouse, like let's say works a regular W2 job, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then one's in real estate and the real estate spouse is like, oh, I want to spend a thousand dollars on training. Obviously the other spouse I'm like a thousand bucks on training. Didn't you do that already? Right. Like for Bold, um, Bold is the program that I believe in 100%. It's exclusive to Keller Williams. I graduated 17 times and it's $800 every time that you do it. And so I would imagine it from a spouse that maybe is not supportive or doesn't understand the personal growth you need in mm-hmm. order to succeed in like an entrepreneurial type business. Um, they're going to be like, you already took it. Why are you spending another $800? Why are you spending another $800? Mm-hmm. When in these types of businesses, entrepreneurial, multi-level marketing, whatever it is, it's all about being in the zone and having the right mindset. And for me, I realized because I'm external, motivated, I need to have those types of external motivations and systems around me to keep me in the zone. Mm. And so Bold through Keller Williams is that program for me that always kept me in the zone, that kept me pushing forward, allowed me to dream big, stay in a positive mindset and allow me to keep going and just keep going. Cause real estate, it's challenging. Like, right. you know, after you have like a problem client or a challenging deal, like it's easy to want to quit the business. Mm. You just have to find ways to always stay in the zone with anything that you're doing. And it helps to have that right mindset. So it's good that um, with real estate that you had the opportunity to go through bold. And then also that Reggie was so supportive that you both just wanted the best for each other in your growth and with your business. So that probably helped you work better together Mm -hmm. as significant others and business partners. Oh, absolutely. Like with that, like there was, I would, I can confidently say in my first year in the business, I was doing five open houses a week. So I was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like I was doing those every single time because I got licensed when I was 24 at the time. None of my friends were buying. So I had to find, mm. I had to find sources of people that were buying. So for me, that was open houses. And if I had a spouse, you know, that didn't understand the grind, they'd be like, you're gone all the time. How come you're never home? Like I would do mm. nine to five open houses. Sometimes I would just stay at the open house for 10 hours a day wow. and just get clients to come in. And if I didn't have the support of her and in the back of my mind, mm. I'm thinking, Oh, I should be home with the family. Like we're engaged and we just got married and you know, I'm in trouble all the time. Like I wouldn't be able to really mm. go in with a clear mindset. However, she always did support that because she knew it was for the betterment of us as a team, um, as a spouses and like as a business as well. Yeah, that's so helpful to mm-hmm. have in your business partner and significant other. Mm-hmm. And so when you had started, you and Reggie started as a husband and wife team. So then what made you both decide to expand your team to bring on other real estate agents and just kind of go into this expansion mode with your team and business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, our first year in the business, it was just me and Reggie for our first year and a half, actually. And then we hired our first assistant after that, um, year after year, one and a half, so like one and a half year mark. And then after that is when we started like bringing agents onto the team. Mm. And, you know, I think my reasoning at the time for bringing on agents and building a team was because I just loved what real estate did for me and my family and just seeing the possibility of it. And because of that life-changing meeting that I had with Ashley, who was the team leader of the Keller Williams, that life-changing moment. And like everything changed after that. Like my life changed. My legacies are going to change because of that one moment. And if I could be that for one other agent who joined our team and I can help guide them down that path and help change their lives and the trajectory of like their offspring and their kids and all that stuff too. Like that is everything that I want to do in this business. That's like my big why to inspire people. Mm -hmm. And so in the beginning, building a team was to help people succeed and help change their lives the way real estate changed my life. 
Oh, I love that. So it's like you're giving back in that sense, too, because you want to help other people to live their best life and to be amazing realtors, too. Mm -hmm. But to have that guidance from you and Reggie that you started it and that people don't have to feel alone when Mm -hmm. they start, that they can have that guidance, but that they can succeed, too, in this industry. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it started out that way for sure, you know, helping people guide them to get to their big whys. It started mm-hmm. out that way. And then of course it started like the, the business got just so big. I couldn't service every client mm-hmm. at a high level. So by mm-hmm. necessity, I had to bring agents on and then train them as well. And then it came down to like, well, we're number one in the office. How do we become number one in San Diego? I can't, I can't do it by myself. So if that's our goal, we need to bring on more people. So like mm-hmm. the goal and the reasonings changed and evolved over time. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. So you can service clients and all of your needs because you can't be everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you want to like also, as your business grows, you want to leverage your role so that you can mm-hmm. be more specialized in the thing that you're doing. So like, mm-hmm. as I brought more people on, I did less other tasks in the business and I focus on the higher dollar producing activities like mm-hmm. lead generation, you know, booking appointments, going on appointments and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think, it, yeah, one thing I'll add. So for you, I know this is like something just popped in my head. It's like as a business owner, whether it's you, Marilyn, me, or one of our viewers, today, um, every activity you have within your business has a dollar has a dollar assigned to that activity, whether it's creating flyers, creating templates, um, making calls, every single activity has a dollar associated with that. And so like, as you start to hire people, hire people for the lower dollar producing activities so that you can keep yourself in the highest dollar producing activity. So mm-hmm. in real estate, lead generation is the highest dollar producing activity. And for some people it's $400 an hour, $500 an hour. Well, Every time that I, let's say, attempt to create a flyer instead of lead generation, mm-hmm. my $500 an hour activity just became a $15 an hour activity. Mm-hmm. So if you keep switching like that, it's hard mm-hmm. to build a big business. You have right. to create leverage and attempt to stay in the highest dollar producing activities possible. Yeah. So you need to be really picky with where you're spending your time. Mm-hmm where you can make the most money. So that makes sense. That's why you had to also build a team where your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. That can be the people on your team too. Exactly. And that might be their strength. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, so by having this big team that you have now, what have been the biggest challenges that you and Reggie have faced? Which, uh, with, with big teams, huh? Mm -hmm. Great question. So I definitely would say building a big team and having, it's way easier to be a single agent and it's Mm. way easier to have a small team. Like I think teams are put on this pedestal, like it's so glorious. Like I want to have a team and all that. I'll just set the record straight. Having a team is a lot harder than being a single agent. Um, the, the difference though is having a team, you're a lot more leveraged in doing the activities that you enjoy to do. So right now we do have a smaller team than we did last year. However, Mm. um, I would say from a happiness standpoint, I am happier now. I do have more activities on my plate that aren't the highest dollar producing activity. Mm. However, it's less opinions to manage, less Mm. challenges, of course. And there's less successes together as a team too. So there's always those pros and cons, but I would say the biggest challenge with real estate, having a big team, I think it's, I think the way the real estate industry is portrayed is that the, how do I say this? It's like with the real estate industry, everybody's put on this pedestal. It looks glamorous, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, your photo shoots and all that stuff. And I think as a team agent, it's easy to look at the other teams or the other agents and being like, I want to have that when they don't see like all the great stuff that they have right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what they don't know. So they think that, 
in the activities that they're doing in real estate, they're like, oh, I'm doing everything. Um, how come my split is this, for example, we use oh, one example, like I'm doing everything. And it's like, well, yeah, you're doing everything in that role. However, are you looking at what you're not doing, which is the people that we've hired to do that work for you, but they would never know because their work is being done for them. Right. You know, so I think that was one of the challenges of having a team um, is that it's easy to see what you don't have, mm. but it's, it's not easy to see what you, what you're not seeing. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. That the value that they're getting, mm-hmm. they don't, realize all that value that they're getting because of the, the focus is kind of shifted. Exactly. Like when I was, when I was a new agent, it took me, I think three to four years to have the leverage that I have as a new agent comes onto the team. Like let's say a new agent joined the team today. Mm -hmm. Like they have all the leverage that I had my fourth year in the business. So it took me four years to have that kind of leverage. When I was a new agent, they're coming in, they have all that leverage, Mm -hmm. none of the expenses. I'm paying all the salaries for all of our team, but they don't see they don't understand, they don't see that part. You know what I mean? Mm. They're just like, oh, well, I'm doing everything. But then right. they're not seeing what they're not doing. So that mm. was probably the biggest challenge of having a team. Lots because of that, how outwardly, um, how outwardly, how, how do you say, like how public the real estate industry is, like right. seeing what teams are doing and all that stuff. Mm. Well, it's good that you saw what the challenges are to kind of see like what worked for you mm-hmm. and Reggie and for the team to make it, where your team is now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes straight into like your podcast says design your happiness. And so last year, our team, we had 17 people on our team at one point last year. And like by design at the beginning of this year, before like the quarantine and everything, we actually, we decided that we were going to reduce the amount of people down because Mm -hmm. my, my design, my happiness changed. It wasn't about like last year. I remember I was driving an hour to the office and driving an hour home. And then um, I was seeing my kids maybe an hour a day. So I'd leave six 45 in the morning. I get back around six o'clock at night. Kids sleep at seven 30. So I'd see them for about an hour and a half every single day. And so I realized like I was leaving super early to show Mm -hmm. up for the team members. I was leaving late to show up for the team members when my family was sacrificing on the back end. And so that's why I was like, you know what, like we need to move back closer to Chula Vista, that, that mm-hmm. Henstar move over to Coldwell here in Chula Vista. Um, and then also too, like I was showing up at different times in the office for the agents on the team. Mm-hmm. And when I realized like it's the opportunity cost, I'm showing up for them there. However, I'm missing out on opportunity with my family, Reggie and the kids here. So I made the decision, like I have to design the happiness around what I want this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided to, to reduce the amount of people on our team. It's good that you did that then. That way you can have that integration with your family in Mm -hmm. that time because that's something that you won't get back. So now it's like at a place where it's a win-win for everybody with your team Mm -hmm. that you have now, the size, and for your family time mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're, that's why I'm saying like now I'm way happier now. I mean like last year, I would say it was like one of the best years of my life. I'd have no regrets with our big team last year. We had so many fun events, so many like breakthroughs, so many growth moments with our team. We have tear, we literally have tears on the desk, blood on the desk, like in good ways because we're all pushing so hard. I have no regrets from last year. And mm-hmm. like, it's just my definition of success changed last mm-hmm. year to this year, you know? Yeah. And that's good that you're saying that too, just for all people to know that your idea of success changes exactly what Anthony said and your priorities change. And Mm -hmm. like when you and Reggie started the business, you didn't have kids. And so Mm -hmm. it's different when things change in your personal life. So you do need your business to change to where 
your future is going with your family and your business. So how to put those together. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it, it's always going to change. Like I think mm-hmm. when you get into a business or whatever, you think like, Oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. However, you don't really know what that looks like until you get there. Right. You know? And once you get there, you're like, wow, this is great. Or like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's not what I thought it was. And so like happiness is a spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like, black and white happy not happy it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm happy level seven i'm happy level five i'm happy level two and i'm starting to become sad level one it's like a spectrum and it changes as you progress through life and mm-hmm. as things happen you know like the quarantine or the virus right. or you know family members passing away like there's so many different factors that that go into like your happy scale yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's good that you were able to find that so you could make that decision so you could be the happiest that you could be in your business mm-hmm. yeah And I want to talk about, so I know there's a lot of different strategies in real estate and getting clients. And I know that something with Anthony, that one of his big strategies before COVID was door knocking, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the beginning. And so can you share your, the door knocking strategy and getting clients and one of your stories that that actually happened. It's one of my favorite stories um, from Anthony's door knocking strategy. Yeah. So I I mean, I was a, like when I started in the business, like I said, I did everything. I did cold calling, door knocking, open houses, mailers. Like I did everything that I could to like find clients. And for the first, I would say probably three years, I was knocking on a lot of doors. And I remember like my shoes, I would just door knock so much that my shoes eventually like the soles of my shoes would literally come off. Like if this is the shoe, like it would open and look like it's talking. And like when I'd walk up to a door, I'd kind of drag my heel in the back. So it wouldn't walk and talk and clap, you know, and it's like flopping everywhere. Um, but the, the funny memory that Marilee has, and maybe we can pull up that video later, is the video of me and my brother, Michael, when he was selling real estate with me and we're talking to the camera just like this. And we're saying, if you're complaining that you don't have business, take a good look at your feet. And it was like, look at your feet. If your shoes ain't talking from the front, you ain't door knocking enough. And it shows my shoe literally open, the sole talking like that. And then Michael looks at the camera and he goes, and if your shoe ain't talking from the back, and he shows his shoe, the back is flopping like a duck, you ain't door knocking enough. And so if your shoes look like this, or if your shoes don't look like this, you need to go out and keep knocking, you know? And so like, that was one of my favorite stories because people don't see, like people just see the glamour, they see the mm-hmm. result, but they don't see the the sunburns on you from door knocking. They don't see the shoes that are talking from the front and the back. And I, there's so many crazy door knocking stories I have. One time I got trapped behind a gate with the big bulldog one time. <laughs> Yeah. And and like, that was a scary one. I got out of that. Obviously one time I had a knife pulled on me. Like it was, it was, uh, I mean, I wasn't pulled on me. It was just scary. I went to door knock. I was Mm. at the door. I was knocking on it. Then all of a sudden I hear someone come out of the bushes behind me and it's like an older lady. And she came at me like with a knife and her hand was like shaking. I was like, Oh shoot. Uh, hello. And like, I just like calmed her down and I looked, obviously Mm. I looked more and she was gardening, but she was gardening with a knife, you know, but she was like walking up to me like shaking. I was like, Oh shoot. So like a lot of scary stuff happened. All, all the time obviously I'm still here and I'm safe um, but that's probably one of the crazy door knocking stories mm. but it's nice though that you're sharing that because you had this determination that you weren't going to be afraid of what you needed to do to make it as a realtor mm-hmm. and 
as a business owner. And so the fact that even you, with your shoes, that it doesn't matter, you would wear out your shoes, but that wasn't going to stop you from still meeting potential clients mm -hmm. and that you were just willing to do whatever it takes. And I think that's just so important for people to really understand because most people now, especially with social media, they're just... Uh, you're right. Like they're only seeing the highlight reel and the glamour. Mm -hmm. And so to know how much work is actually involved in that, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You have to just keep being uncomfortable every single day as a real estate agent and as a business owner to do what you need to do to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's nice that you share those stories because those are, you know, it can be a scary experience or, you know, and, but you didn't let that stop you. You mm -hmm. were like, no, I'm going to keep doing this because this is what I need to do to make it. Yeah. And I think it's like the real estate industry in itself is like so unique that like not a lot of people know it's a hundred percent commission job. So like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm knocking on all these doors because every day you wake up, if you don't have an escrow, like you're not being paid for 30 days and every day you're basically interviewing for a job. You know, mm -hmm. so like as a real estate agent, you wake up, if you have no escrows, you're not showing clients, like guaranteed, you're not going to be paid for 30 days. And like, if you have a family, like, and for me, like I said, my first three months, I didn't make any sales. So I didn't make any money for three months. Reggie had to carry the load. And then there's agents that I know that go a year without making any money for their first year in the business. So there's just so much behind, like in real estate, you have to be in the zone. You have to have a strong mindset almost mm -hmm. with anything in real estate, especially just because you're hundred percent commission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's good that you were willing, you knew what it was going to take and you were accepting of that and mm -hmm. willing to do whatever it would take. And that has gotten you to where you both are now. Yeah. And it's also too that I was willing to lose everything. Like mm -hmm. I was all in, I was willing to do whatever it takes. And I was willing to lose everything mm -hmm. to make this business work. And what I've realized and I kind of walked myself backwards is that I was willing to lose everything because I had nothing already. Mm. You know, I didn't have anything. So I was willing to lose everything. And I always ask myself, like, you know, obviously I, I, I have some success now. Mm -hmm. I have a strong mindset. And like, would I be willing to risk everything again for something else? And like, mm. for me now, I think that answer is no. Like, I'm not mm. willing to risk it all because now I have stuff to lose, you right. know? So like, you have to look at where you're at in your life because not everyone could put everything on the line it's easy in the beginning because you have nothing to lose. So for maybe our mm -hmm. listeners out there mm -hmm. or our watchers, like if you have nothing to lose, mm -hmm. whether, you know, you're still living with your parents and there's nothing wrong with that, or let's say you're just digging yourself out of a hole, that's the best time to go all in is when you have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start having things to lose, it's way harder to go all in. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Definitely listen to Anthony on that. And Anthony, in this journey that you've been on with your business. I know that Reggie helped you kind of get this excitement towards real estate. Is there anyone else in your life that has impacted you to build the success that you have today? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give the shout out to my Lola, which is in Filipino means grandmother. It's my mom's mom. Um, she sets this like really strong foundation for all of us in real estate. Like she's always been in real estate her whole life, mm. buying, selling properties and that kind of stuff. And she's actually the one that said like, Hey Anthony, I think you should get your real estate license and uh, mm. just do it on the side for us. 
do it on the side, you know, think of it, thought of it as a part-time job. So that's what I thought it was until mm. that meeting. However, like my grandmother, she's always been so supportive. She actually helped, I think, even Reggie pay for her license at the time when we were like getting licensed and everything. So, um, yeah, I give a big shout out to my grandmother, to my mom who let us live with her for free for the first three months, basically, when we were like in the business working. Um, Ashley Lund, who's my mentor, who got me into the business. Um, there's just so many people that have really impacted me and believed in me. And I think I always like work hard to prove everybody right, you know, because they believed in me. And I think I have a story where I, when people look at my background, like, oh, this guy was meant for success. This guy, mm -hmm. he, it, it's obvious that he succeeded in this business because he was meant to. Like, I don't think I had that, mm -hmm. you know, like I never had a real job. I was just a dance teacher for 10 years. I was just traveling, breaking, competing. Um, I didn't get the best grades in school. I probably averaged like a B, um, you know, Bs throughout high school. So like, I didn't have this big background that mm. told everyone I was going to make it in this business. Mm -hmm. However, it was the opportunity and like the, the, um, what's the word, the, the desperateness of like where I was at that moment that helped propel me forward. Mm, that helped you get to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And because of the impact, it's, it's interesting because have you heard that quote, you know, when you hear something three times that someone like the universe is telling you to do, then it's probably meant for you. So it's interesting that before you realized what real estate was going to mean to you, not only was it something that Reggie brought up, but that your Lola mm -hmm. brought it up too. Yeah. And so it's like, they were kind of like, okay, this is your ticket. This is your legacy. Mm -hmm. But because they maybe saw that in you too. Mm -hmm. And then to get you where you are today, it's just crazy. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. The signs are like, the signs were always there. Like we, you just, I just had to be receptive to it at that mm. moment. You know, like I think for anybody, there's going to be signs that where you, what you should be doing at that mm -hmm. time. However, you might not be open to seeing it at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good that you decided to listen to mm -hmm. it and go for it. And what advice would you give to people that are trying to get into the real estate industry or want to become a business owner? Yeah, great question. I think the advice I would give them is it's not going to be easy. Like don't go in thinking it's going to be fast. Like I think we see it all in like the shark tanks and, and the um, GoFundMe. you know, like those, mm -hmm. like everyone thinks it's fast. It's not fast. Like um, it can be fast depending on how fast and how smart you're willing to work. So advice I'd give to a business owner or somebody getting to real estate, it's like be ready to pivot like don't be stuck in one way to do the business, like be smart about it, be effective, um, be resilient, have a strong mindset, say your affirmations, have a plan, be intentional with everything that you do. Um, and eventually if you stick to it long enough and consistent enough and you're doing the right activities every single day, like the results will find you. That's, that's the thing is like the results will find you as long as you're doing the right things every day mm -hmm. consistently. Like in real estate, a lot of people think like, for new agents, it's funny. We all start. It's like, oh, I'm working on my website. I'm working on my flyers. I'm working on these things. However, I can almost guarantee if I just worked on flyers and websites every single day, I wouldn't be successful. Like, mm. it, you, there's so many activities you could do. You have to be doing the right activities consistently mm. to get the results you're looking for. Oh, great advice. Mm -hmm. And where can our listeners connect with you and your team? Um, so you can follow me directly on my Instagram. It's just my name, Anthony Manzon. That's where you'll see like my up to date, like what's happening in my life. I'm pretty consistent with my stories. So, you know, what's going on. And then you can also find me on Facebook. My name is Anthony Manzon. You can find me on Facebook. Facebook, um, or you can find me on Instagram or YouTube. You can find me anywhere.
Perfect. So make sure to reach out to Anthony and his team if you have any questions or you're looking to buy or sell a house. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Anthony. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. A big shout out to Mary Lee. If you like this podcast, if you like this interview, join us and check her out on Spotify for the Design Your Happiness podcast. If you're interested in hiring Anthony Manzon to help you sell your house, he is offering a free home evaluation by listening to his interview on the Design Your Happiness podcast. Just email him at anthony at teammanzon.com. That's Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at team, T-E-A-M, Manzon, M-A-N-Z-O-N.com. Thank you so much for joining me on the Design Your Happiness podcast. I appreciate you for listening and I hope you feel inspired. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your loved ones. I hope you have a beautiful day and get excited to design your happiness.